0: One,
1: Media... that means, right?
0: Well, it means to these people, it's like, next year. Yeah, yeah. It means
1: a couple of days from now, you'll be listening to this.
0: woo <laughs> so, Uh, by the way, this is the <laughs> Lunar Media Broadcast, brought to you by the Lunar Media Broadcasting Company from the moon.
1: From the moon. Earth's moon.
0: Yes, yes. The
1: best moon, in my opinion.
0: We're coming to you with our pal Kudos.
1: Say hello, Kudos.
0: <coughs> Kudos, our hyper-intelligent dolphin friend.
1: Yes, and, uh... So this week, what are we talking about this week, uh, Windsor?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: I think we're going to be talking about, a little bit about Indiana Jones since uh, a couple, I guess last week and the week before I talked a little bit about uh, the Chronicles of Young Indiana Jones, which I've been watching lately. Yeah. And yes. so it just far into the, that uh, are you? I'm still end of first season. I'm going to just skip the rest of it, I think, and go on to the second one, because uh, little kid Indiana Jones is starting to bore me.
0: Yeah, he hasn't grown up yet, right?
1: So how are you doing, Windsor?
0: Um, I'm doing good. I'm a, I'm a lot better than I was earlier today. I was kind of bummed out, like yeah. I was last week. I, I, um, I don't know, I guess weekend's... After weekends, I, uh, I'm i just bummed out about what happened on <laughs> weekends. Chock full of pasta, are you by any chance? Actually, yes, I am. That was very delicious pasta. Yeah, I made us
1: some, uh, some delicious baked pasta dish that I happen to be pretty good at making.
0: Very spicy. My, it's a, my tongue is hurting a little bit.
1: It's tricky because when, when you're in space, a lot of the, uh, the cooking times, just like when you're cooking on an airplane, mm-hmm. uh, change. So the box instructions are pretty much useless. Uh, so you really just have to wing it. So... But, uh, no, it, it, it turned out good. Yeah. Uh, I used my uh, secret ingredient, which I believe is uh, this week's uh, special sponsor.
0: Ah, yes, good segue. This week we are brought to you by Blue Sprinkles. Blue Sprinkles. They're great on everything. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, at first I thought it was funny when you would go to the supermarket and see them on the spice rack there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but really, just it is like the wonder spice. You know, they have uh, season salt. I think a lot of people just use that as their go-to spice. Replace that with Blue Sprinkles, people. Yeah You will not go back No, no So, uh, but let's start off the show, uh, with, uh, some corrections, I guess
0: Yes, and boy, do we need to do corrections Yeah, we
1: made a lot of errors last week, uh, we both have our little correction notepads out, uh, the I'm actually gonna go notebooks.
0: as far as to say that <laughs> last episode was kinda like 90% bullshit <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so,
1: uh, do you wanna start or should I?
0: Ah, uh, you've got more than me. Go for it.
1: I've got some of yours here, too, actually. Right. But uh, So first off, I mentioned, uh, what was the game? Enslaved. So, which I just beat, by the way. We watched the ending of that. We'll, yeah. we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that in a bit. But first off, uh, I was correct when I said that it was uh, Ninja Theory made that game. And Journey to the West, which the game is based off of, is Chinese. Uh, I, I apparently got two things right, so let's start mm-hmm. off with that. Uh and now but Andy Circus's involvement. Uh I mentioned he was the director of the game. He was more of a uh dramatic director. Uh I think he basically yeah, that's was Yeah,
0: what it said in the credits.
1: He was in charge of voice acting and and the uh the bodily m- movements and what have you. Yeah. Uh so that's not that big of a deal I suppose. Uh next up I have the Kinks. We talked a little bit about the Kinks and me my having listened to a new Kinks album, which turned out to not actually be an album.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. Well Respected Kinks, it was called. <laughs> are, are you dying?
1: <laughs> I'm alright. I've just got a little bit of a uh, frog in my throat, I suppose. Gotcha. Uh, happens all out on the moon. Uh, well Respected Kinks is not an album, but it was a compilation that came out uh, early on in the, in the Kinks career. And I mentioned that it was $5. Last week, and I was like, I don't wonder why it was $5. And it turns out it's, like, always been $5 since the album came out. (laughs) Because it was, like, a discount compilation album, Mm -hmm. basically. Uh, Also, I mentioned that the earliest album I had had was the eighth album, which turned out to be incorrect. It was the fifth album, Something Else by The Kicks. Uh, right. And you mentioned that there was 14 albums total. Turns out that yeah. was a bit of an underestimation.
0: That was that was my guesstimation. I really should I, I should know a lot more about the Kings because I'm a huge Kinks fan. They're and like me too. They're probably in like my top three favorite bands. You know,
1: I would say they're my favorite British invasion band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know when it happened exactly, but they definitely surpassed uh, the Beatles. Uh, in my book, personally. Yeah, now, I'd
0: say so. I, I, I relate more to the Kinks than I do, like, the Stones or the Beatles. So.
1: Yeah, it's funny, because uh, I, I always got the impression, and maybe this is incorrect, that the the Kinks might have kind of stumbled into a lot of their artistic success, Yeah. whereas I feel like the Beatles are almost capable of more than what they actually did. Mm-hmm. The kinks almost like surpassed their capability.
0: Yeah, yeah, like almost, yeah, like accidentally, almost like they're way ahead of their time. Like I don't think they knew what yeah, they were doing. Uh, their al- early it. albums,
1: especially, inspired a lot of the later punk movement. Uh, right. Famously, they had this little green amp, which uh, they cut the whatever the bell part of the amp. What do you call that? The thing that actually makes the sounds. He cut it. And used that as a guitar amp, and it really made an interesting sound that was later emulated by a lot of punk uh, punk groups. Now, before we go any further, that was 24 albums total.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. A whole lot more than I thought. 24. The latest one,
1: 1993, was their latest. I believe it was called Paranoia. Uh, So the Kinks may move into our corrections for next week. Was the song
0: Destroyer on that? I have no idea. I like the song Destroyer. So, what's up next? But I don't imagine I would like new Kinks. You ever heard Live Kinks? No. Ah, uh, actually, very terrible. Really? King Kings are not good live. I watched this DVD one time, and I thought it was going to be really cool. I'm glad I didn't buy it. Uh, but no, it was like this Kings concert, and it was just it was just awful. They they just sound awful live. It almost like ruined the Kings for me a little bit.
1: All right, so we have some of your notes next, and then we have another page of mine, and then we have another page of yours. Four full pages on our little handy dandy notebooks here.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're, so what are you talking about? Uh, Green Hornet and. Um, <laughs> This isn't really a correction, but we failed to uh, uh, recognize the other films that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were. Evan a part Goldberg. Of. Yeah, you Evan kind of mumbled Goldberg. that part. Evan. Evan. Anyway, so what other films were they involved in? Oh well, they did Pineapple Express. I think they did that new movie. That was all right. With uh, Natalie Portman and Your Annie Highness McBride, Your Highness. I saw
1: that. Uh, did you? Yeah.
0: I did not see that. I went on to.
1: a weird date. I don't I don't even know what to call it. Uh to see that. But yeah. um what did you think of Pineapple Express? I, I I like Pineapple Express. I kind of
0: wanted to like Pineapple Express and then it, I don't know. I feel like a whole lot of it was like um like should have been cut out. Like it was like like bloopers almost. It was made up of, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear. Where you. Movies do that. Like, like when uh, they just let
1: them improvise and just keep the camera rolling. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a big thing with... Uh, what, what's the name of the guy who did uh, 40-year-old virgin and knocked up?
0: Or- uh, gir- 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 gir correction for next week. Yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> that Jutta guy. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. There we go. Uh,
1: correcting right now in the midst of our corrections. There
0: you go. That's how good we are. So what else do we
1: have? Uh,
0: oh, oh, and um, I made some speculation on uh, Michelle Gondry's involvement in the turned turned
1: And that turned out to be kind of spot on. Except for one major detail.
0: Do you, do you remember what that major detail was? Uh, that Michelle Gondry was actually the first involved in the Green Hornet. Like, like way a, back in, like, 1993 or 1997. something. 1997. 1997.
1: 1997, apparently, uh, they picked up the rights to make a Green Hornet movie in 1992, as I recall. I don't have the information in front of me. Right. And then it was kind of in a long development period. And then, um, uh, who, who, what names were attached to that? Do you recall? Uh, Other than a... It doesn't really matter... Let's not even try to speculate that way. We don't have to correct this. Yeah. Uh, so, but Miche- uh, Michel Gondry was brought in to direct, uh, and this would have been his first feature film. Yeah, had this it was gone even, through. like,
0: before his, like... This was know, back when he was still a
1: fairly successful music
0: video director. Yeah, right, right. And
1: apparently the development process kind of uh, stalled, and it basically became Dead in the Water. Yeah. And uh so years later, after a long development hell, it started picking back up again, other entirely different people were attached, and then at the very end Michel Gondry came back, which is funny because he had done like a lot of the uh the work on the initial version, and I assume none of that work basically made it through to the end. So he wound up directing a movie entirely different than the one he had planned out. Yeah. And what else do we have here? So uh oh Gr- Origins of the Green Hornet. Uh you had mentioned that um
0: I, I I said before that it was uh, originally a Bruce Lee movie, which isn't true. I think uh, at first it was uh, it, it started out as like a radio like show, like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah. like in the thirties.
1: Yeah, and then in the forties it became a series of serialized. Uh, short films, like, like the sort you would see at, at an old-timey movie theater.
0: Yeah, Bruce Lee wasn't involved yet until the 60s when it they had became a, a TV show, right. and he was Kato on the TV show.
1: Absolutely. And so that uh, is basically the history of the Green Hornet up till where we yeah, left it off. Yeah,
0: and it, it, it's always been kind of like a... I think it's always been a comic book.
1: Uh, yeah, there, uh, was, there was comic books after... I, I believe it started off as the radio thing, and then comic books came from that and and there's been comic books basically all along since the radio show yeah yeah. um and so the other thing was the name of the actor who played kato jay chow jay chow and he like uh i had suggested rain uh, yeah yeah
0: you thought he was rain before and you weren't really all that far off
1: in that he was a musician a pop star uh who was transitioning into acting
0: so uh and he he apparently won the world music award Four times. Yeah. <laughs> four times running. Fun
1: factoid. And mm-hmm. uh, What else do we have here? Uh, oh, yeah. Gangster's Paradise. Um, turns out Stevie Wonder did not write Gangster's Paradise.
0: No, no, but we were kind of right when we said that... Uh, cool you Dio were kind of right. ...mixed a, like, version of Stevie Wonder's song Pastime Paradise. That makes sense. Like, he... he... The, you know Took sound clips from it And then it became Gangster's Paradise You
1: should check out that song And see what part uh, Was taken for Gangster's Paradise Do you like Stevie Wonder? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I do like Stevie Wonder Yeah he's a good yeah.
1: musician uh, And then Darren Dalton Oh this this was uh, one Where it was just Completely messed up
0: Yeah yeah I completely Destroyed My Chat about Darren Dalton Not really though Because I really did see An interview with him Back like, in the, like A couple years ago And he did say He was writing a book About how he saw Aliens And what
1: did you say last week that the name of that book was?
0: Uh, Talking Baseball with Dutch.
1: Yes, turns out, Talking Baseball with Dutch is the name of his radio program. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, appears
0: to be where the confusion lied. Which is new, and, like, it's, uh... I, I think, uh... Well, he did write a book, like, in, like... 2007. 2007. Yeah. And, um... I'm not don't sure if there. it includes aliens or something. But it definitely has a lot of
1: conspiracy theories and sort of his world philosophy and yeah, what have you.
0: Yeah. What I'm thinking, like, is maybe he was going to write a book about aliens, and but it just never materialized. maybe his agent or something was just like, you shouldn't do that. Instead, you should do something that isn't going to destroy your career.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it's funny because even when we were looking this up, we stuck it into, like, Google News search and... Google News is just like, we don't have like much about him lately. <laughs> yeah, who's Darren Dalton? <laughs> yeah. Did you mean Darren Dalton spelled slightly differently? An, an actor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, so next up, uh, this one's simple. I mentioned, I believe I called him uh, Franz Duke Ferdinand, which is actually
0: Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, who who knew Indiana Jones. Right, right, which we'll be getting a into
1: a little bit later. Uh, next up, this one was uh, another Windsor mistake. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Make a Lil, lot of mistakes,
1: people. Lil Wayne. Uh, I ain't perfect. No album named John, as far as I can tell. <laughs> no, that, that I,
0: album I don't even know where I got that from.
1: does not exist. Um, his last album was called I Am Not a Human Being, and that was from 2010. And then he okay. has an upcoming album called The Carter Four. Yeah,
0: yeah. He had the Carter... Uh, that's like his series, The Carters. Yeah. Has like a little baby... Uh, I I I read an article uh, about Little Wayne and like um and the 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 picture on the article Looked like an album cover and it just said John across it. Uh huh. So, I don't know. I assume, okay, so that's where I assume that was the name of his album. I, thought it I was guess just... I shouldn't make any more Lil Wayne assumptions.
1: I thought it was just some sort of like weird hallucination brought on by malignant narcissism or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, it could have been that too.
1: So, uh, you have another page there, I believe. Uh, I do? Whip that out. Uh, standby for this. <laughs> that was not an official standby. standby. We're not going to break. Uh,
0: you used the term. Paddling water when we were talking about Lost, <laughs> <laughs> and that term is actually treading water. Okay, what else? Anything uh, else? Nah.
1: All right, nah, so treading water.
0: It. I have yeah. Bruce Lee. We want. We want to know something weird about oh. Bruce Lee. What that I actually wanted to mention. I just heard this recently on some other podcast that um he only made like like two or three movies. Yeah, I, I read something recently about that too. He he was he was like a flash in the pan, and then he died and everybody was like wait he still needed to make more movies yeah. and so they had a lot of
1: uh like uh what, what were they calling it bruce lee exploitation films where they would have bruce yeah. lee lookalikes with yeah, similar names look-a-likes. like and bruce lie
0: and like yeah they would spell it like l-e-a instead of l-e yeah and there was even one that was like l-e-i-g-h or something <laughs> yeah and uh, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I thought wh- I'd throw that in there. One more
1: correction. I missed this uh, from the Darren Dalton thing. I mentioned uh, Darren Dalton was Jewish. Not, Not Jewish. Jewish. Not Jewish, as far as I can tell. And uh, we would know because if you Google anything along the lines of Jewish people in sports, Jewish baseball players, Jews are pretty keen on letting you know about who, who who's Jewish in the world of sports. Yeah. Because uh, frankly, there aren't many of them. Nope. So, uh, all right. Is that all of our uh, corrections then? Oh, there yeah. was a thing with uh, with Kudos. Uh, Kudos, could you explain this? <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a, a weird delay on his mic, so there was this bit at the end where we had him sing an intro for our email section and just kind of got delayed
0: and sounded out of place. Yeah, there was like a three-second delay in Kudos' mic, but we got that fixed up, right, Kudos?
1: Yeah, so... um Alright, um, so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with some Indiana Jones, I believe, all right? Standing by. <whistles> talk about Indiana Jones in a minute, but first I think we want to talk about... Uh, oh, I'm
0: excited for Indiana Jones. Uh, we should just do it now. Do you want to? No, let's talk about Enslaved.
1: Alright, so uh, I just finished up Enslaved. Uh, now, I played the majority of that game by myself. Windsor, you watched some of it.
0: I did. And you got to
1: see the ending with me today.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was kind of looking <coughs> forward to that. We were kind of wrong, though, like in our assumption sort last of, episode.
1: Sort of. I, I was pretty vague about it. I had some idea that, that uh, Andy Circus would be involved...
0: Yeah, which he was.
1: Definitely. But uh, he was not, it did not turn out that the main character was, in fact, Andy
0: Serk. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for that, actually. I was hoping
1: for something a little more meta, like maybe referencing the fact that they were in a video game. But we'll talk about that in a sec. So how did the game actually end? Do you want to describe it or should I?
0: Um... I guess you can, because you played
1: through the whole thing. <laughs> Alright, so um, so the main villain, so to speak, in the game is this company called Pyramid, which is uh, enslaving people. Mm-hmm. And uh, pyramid, the game starts off with uh, the main character, Monkey, escorting this girl, Trip, to her wind farm out west, uh, a couple hundred miles west of uh, of New York City. Well, where did that wind up being? You looked this up on your map.
0: Ah, uh, not N- north town, north central, like, central Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's, uh, I forget what the actual name of the place was, but we looked up like the coordinates and yeah, and stuff. Assuming well, not the it's straight but west. Like, yeah, so. Um.
1: And so they get there To the wind farm And everybody's been slaughtered By uh, by Pyramid Now, uh, spoiler warning, by the way yeah. If you're planning on playing this game uh, which I mean, it came out, out like a year ago
0: or something At least right? a
1: year, yeah it's, it's like $20 brand new now yeah.
0: Spoiler alert Should we have a spoiler <coughs> alert noise that we play?
1: Yeah, sure Spoiler alert uh, noise Spoiler <laughs> <so laughs> <noise. laughs> alert So there's our spoiler alert noise <laughs> And uh, so Anyway uh, So they get out there Everyone's slaughtered The Pyramid Company appears to be responsible So Trip vows revenge on the Pyramid Company Now she is enslaved monkey Using this headband Which basically makes him do what she says And yeah. also will kill him if she dies yeah. So she decides to continue Employing him as a slave so to speak And But uh, they're
0: also kind of Sort of in love right?
1: Sort of It kind of goes in that way eventually Yeah uh, at one point, uh, you didn't see this part, but, uh, she decides to free him, and he's like, he's like, so I can just go? And then she's like, well, yeah, I guess. And then he's like, turn it back on. Ah. It's very dramatic. Aw, oh,
0: that's, that's cute.
1: It was kind of cute. And, uh, so, alright, so then they, with uh, a new friend, Pigsley, travel out to, uh, Pyramid, even further west, thus the, uh, the Journey to the West comparison. I really should look up what Journey to the West was about, uh and just see what kind of uh, comparisons there are.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have a whole Journey to the West podcast.
1: Someday, yeah. So uh, so they get out there, and they walk into this pyramid, and all these slaves, we're all wearing these headbands, are in there. And they're all just, like, chilling. They're all just, right. like, standing around.
0: Yeah, that, uh, they're all standing up, which I kind of felt bad for all of them. Like, like they're all, like, in, like, this... Like weird Matrixy universe. They're in the
1: Andy Circus Matrix.
0: Yeah, but they're they're all made to stand up, which I kind of I don't know. The what do you got to stand up for? So you, they walk in there, and this big. First off, they see this dude in
1: the middle of the pyramid, like hooked up, like an old decrepit man,
0: mm-hmm. like a. He was like a DJ almost. Yeah, yeah. And he looked like he was doing shit with his hands. And
1: he was being kept alive and <laughs> also connected to this machinery that basically was the pyramid.
0: Yeah.
1: And then this big video monitor pops up upon which literally live action video of Andy Serkis wearing a black t-shirt just looking directly into the camera. It looked like he had just finished crying or something, like method acting yeah. maybe.
0: Actually, I, I like that he looked like he was crying. I don't know.
1: That was a nice touch, I guess.
0: I, uh, yeah. I if they had to the, handle cool. it this way at all. I think that's how he wanted it to be. Like the, he, very emotional. he may have even been crying before they started filming him.
1: As a method acting. Yeah. Yeah. So Basically, uh, he's all like, yo, yo, dog, why, why are you attacking me?
0: Yeah, he's like, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, and, uh, why are you attacking me? Yeah. And, and he's basically like, I'm not the bad guy, you guys are the bad guys. I haven't been enslaving nobody. Mm-hmm. These people are here of their own free will, sort of. Yeah, like they all have all families and... And have jobs, and they're all living back in, like, the early 21st century in the Andy Circus Matrix. Yeah. Uh basically he's like an uh an arc, a memory arc basically storing this time past that has been lost since the advent of this weird robot apocalypse that happened. Yeah. And uh and he's all like uh out there all they have is mechs in here they have like I don't know, yeah, how is Mechs meaning like robots, right? Picket fences and I don't know. Yeah, mechs meaning uh robots. Uh, another word for robots, I believe Yeah. Oops. So, um Ah, uh, so Andy Serkis is like So, yo, you guys are gonna try to kill me But you guys should uh, Rock it before you knock it And like, yeah. uh, so, so try on this Andy Serkis Matrix mask And Monkey's all like, oh, I think I will And he puts it on, and then he's all like my God, it's full of stars! Yeah, like, uh, yeah, very bright, Space bright colors yeah, and yeah, it's just a close up of his face uh, with with colors flying by, kind of like the uh, the climax of Space Odyssey two thousand and one. Yeah, uh, and and then, uh, but but meanwhile, Trip is all like tearing out Andy Circus's wires mm-hmm. and uh, murdering his ass, and uh, so yeah, that bit. And then, uh, Andy Circus is all like, no. Think he actually does that but no i don't
0: think he said anything he just kind of looked down and was sad
1: yeah yeah sad andy circus and then uh credits the end credits roll andy circus dramatic director yeah and uh so i don't know uh i thought it was kind of an interesting ending maybe more interesting conceptually than it actually turned out to be uh you know the ending of uh enslaved th- there's a certain feeling uh at least I and I, I've heard other people express it before. Sometimes the game feels like they ran out of money before it ended. Yeah. Like, and I think that just really is basically the video game equivalent to having third act problems of a script. Yeah. Um, but it just basically It was a little anticlimactic. It, it to me, I, I compared this to Windsor. It, it, it felt like the game was about to come out like the next day, and then like that night they were like, "Oh shit!" Like we need an ending for this thing. And Andy Circus was like, "Guys, I got one."
0: Yeah. Get me a yeah. camera
1: and my black t-shirt.
0: Yeah. And you couldn't even like you couldn't play the ending. It was just kind of like a movie at the end. Yeah, they, they like, labeled I, it I felt it as an epilogue. like you should have like even if you weren't like fighting anybody or doing anything like that, you should have at least been able to like walk around.
1: Right, because they had that
0: awesome like uh, a few sequences in the game. I think you saw one of them where
1: you basically are forced into a walk and then the character even though you're controlling them, they're still looking around the environment in a very uh, realistic sort of fashion. I thought was uh, very uh, believable uh and you know what uh, I should mention here because it, it just reminds me of this the facial animation in this game was so fantastic and you know what other game has fantastic facial animation L.A. noir la noir which we were going to talk about this week but there was a basically uh there's there a bit of problems getting stuff to the moon yeah in terms of shipments and uh so basically we don't have we did not have enough time to play that and we'll hopefully be talking about that next week. Yep. So look forward to that.
0: Uh but so basically we're broke and we couldn't afford La Noir. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard about our grasp of like moon bucks. Yeah, uh, it's true. They're they're um they're hard to come by. Yeah. Uh so
1: hopefully next week La Noir. Mm-hmm. Uh and that'll also give us some time to actually play the game hopefully. Yeah. So
0: which uh, I really am looking forward to.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was some. Uh, l- let me put a shout out to one of my favorite uh, video game sites, GiantBomb.com. Had some really awesome footage of uh, of La
0: Noire. They they seem to really like it. We'll, we'll you know. Yeah, they did like a playthrough of, like the first ten minutes. Or yeah, That's it was like really half cool. an hour. I, I believe. Was it and, a half hour? Yeah, I don't think we watched the whole. thing. Nah, I didn't watch the
1: whole thing. But uh, but still, it was enough to leave quite an impression on us. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I had stopped watching it. Uh, specifically because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. Just cuz yeah. that game looks like it's going to be a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, they went through like the tutorials and stuff and that's already a pain in the ass. You don't really want to do that twice.
1: Right. So, anyway, so any any more thoughts about enslaved? Uh, let, let me think for a sec. Uh what what did, what did you think of it?
0: Um I liked it. I liked the ending. What I saw of the whole thing, I liked
1: it. Now, here's what I was hoping was gonna happen. I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I was hoping I was gonna get a little more meta. I was hoping that Andy Serkis was gonna come on and be like, "Yo, you guys are characters in a video game, so you're like already enslaved yeah. because the characters, the, the player is controlling you and you have like no free will." And then I was hoping that he was gonna, there was gonna cut the footage of him like opening the front door of the studio to <laughs> so, like the sunlight outside and just mm-hmm. being like, "Uh." You won't find freedom in a video game. If you want to seek freedom, the journey begins out there. And then, like, <laughs> walks out, fade to white.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I was hoping it would go. Or at least how I thought, it like, when you were describing it and how it was going to end. Still, fairly ridiculous and fairly, uh... I, I guess I got a nice
1: dose of Andy Circus, which was all I was really asking for in that ending. Yeah. So, uh, alright. So I guess we're done with Enslaved, then? Any any more thoughts? Sure am.
0: It's it's history.
1: Alright. And uh so all right, let's talk about Indiana Jones. You want to? We're both big Indiana Jones fans. I guess we want to talk about Indiana Jones then.
0: I am a huge Indiana Jones yeah, fan. Yeah, Windsor
1: especially. I, I honestly I consider myself to be a, a large Indiana Jones fan. Yeah. Uh
0: but but in, I I may even be a little bit unhealthily into Indiana Jones. Yeah, or at least like a whole lot of years of my life have been spent.
1: A lot but, of people are like you. There, there was that documentary about the guy who did the shot-for-shot shot remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Growing up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, I'm not, out I'm not that empire. guy or anything. Yeah,
1: through, through his teenage years, like put all of his like allowances and stuff into buying like big foam boulders and what have you. Yeah, that's just dumb, and
0: that guy probably yeah, still kind of... has not had sex.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, there might be some correlation there causation, correlation, who can say. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, I grew up loving Indian Jones. I I remember, uh, this is like a weird little detail, but I used to, you ever play Worms Armageddon? No. Computer game. Uh, And you had teams of worms. I won't get too hard in the game, but you could make your own team. And so I I had this team that I would always make on every version of Worms that I called, like, the Super Elite Eight. And so it was like the eight baddest-ass badasses in all of, like, cinema that I really liked. So I think I had, like, James Bond on there, and yeah. I forget whom else, but Indiana Jones
0: was always a part of that team. Yeah. I think I had Cloud actually um Actually, I believe Indiana Jones started with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg wanting to make a James Bond movie. No shit! Yeah. Yeah, they got together, and they were like, let's make a James Bond. Awesome. And they, like, hashed it all out. They were like, all right, we're going to make James Bond. And then somewhere down the line, they were just like... Let's not do that. Let's just make our own thing instead. Well, I so, I had always uh, assumed it was sort of their love letter to uh, movie serials. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, but like, um, you know, they they just wanted to do their own thing instead of like, you know,
1: well, he he uh, doing somebody else's thing. He is very similar in a lot of ways to And uh, I forget if I'm getting this name correct, but are you familiar with Doc Savage? I've heard of Doc
0: Savage. I don't know. who Doc the hell he is.
1: Savage was kind of a another one of these, uh, like pulp fiction sort of uh, adventure novel characters who is very, very similar to Indiana Jones, if I understand. Uh, yeah. He was sort of an adventurer uh, who was sort of intellectual on top of being an adventurer. Yeah. And I, I think he was basically, like... I'm not sure if he actually had a radio play, but he's definitely, like, a contemporary of, like, Green Hornet and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: To tie it back to last week. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know. A lot of people had... Uh, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people compare Doc Savage, assuming I'm getting the name correct, possible correction for next week. Yeah. Uh, uh I've seen a lot of people compare him to Indiana Jones. Right, right. So, but but they were basically enough of... Or they originally intended to make a James Bond film. That, that, that's pretty interesting. Were they, all, yeah. they were both pretty big established directors at this point.
0: I know, yeah. That might have something to do with it, because, like... I think they were like, no, that's kind of beyond us with our, like, status right now in Hollywood, you know? Although if they
1: wanted to make a uh, Like, if we're going to make thing.
0: a collaboration kind of movie together, it should be our own thing. Instead yeah, of, but if they wanted to make one. Instead of Albert Broccoli's thing. They
1: could have totally...
0: Or whoever made James Bond. Albert Broccoli, right? I have no idea. Who, who um... <laughs> by the way, uh... Invented Broccoli? Yeah, who invented Broccoli, by the way. Interesting. Or so the rumor goes. What do you mean invented broccoli? Yeah, I, I His family, the, this is the word on the street. I've actually, I, I think I've actually proven this wrong recently, or have been proven wrong recently because I said this to somebody and they were just like, "Nah." uh <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, Albert Broccoli's family uh, apparently spliced, like, some kind of weird plant with cauliflower Okay. and made broccoli, like invented broccoli. What would you splice with cauliflower, I'm I think I it was like um you know Asparagus, like you maybe? know how they have broccoli rob? I think the plant was called rob. Huh. I, I am not familiar with broccoli lot. rob. Well it's like it's broccoli with like spices in it. Uh, I don't know, broccoli rob. It's good. I like it. It tastes good on sale. Broccoli's alright,
1: I like some broccoli.
0: Unlike uh Bush One, who yeah, famously yeah. dislike broccoli. Anyway, let's not talk about broccoli anymore. <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk some Indiana Jones. Well, what do you want to talk about Indiana Jones wise? Well, let's start at the
1: beginning. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, first film, but not the first one chronologically. Uh, no, no, no. The first one chronologically,
0: of course, is uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, not a lot of people know that. I thought that was like common knowledge, but no, no, nobody. Well, it's really... common enough that I know it. Yeah.
1: It's not like we, uh, a bit of a uh, revealing behind-the-scenes sort of thing here. We totally didn't discuss this at all. Aside from just being like, let's talk about Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we're both. But no, I can talk Indiana. I could even almost have my own like Indiana Jones <laughs> weekly podcast. We're like, <laughs> I talk for like three hours. The point is,
1: we're both coming from our own personal knowledge bases, so this should be interesting. Yeah. But uh, so so Temple of Doom. Uh, apparently, uh, the reason it was a prequel is because they wanted to have a new love interest, but they didn't want Indiana Jones to be dis unfaithful to... What was the name of uh, the girl in... the
0: Marion Ravenwood. Marion Ravenwood. Played by Karen Allen.
1: She was really uh, hot in that.
0: Yeah, she was. Not so much in the new one, but she was old.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, And that... uh, Well, let's go through The Last Crusade
1: real fast. Uh, So The Last Crusade, of course, was the one that co-starred Sir Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, Famous uh, woman beater. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sure is. Yeah. Uh, Or at least proponent of... uh, of slapping women when mm-hmm. they need to be slapped, uh, yeah, as was the case in the uh, famous Playboy interview to which I'm referencing. Yeah. Um. And uh, so that one, I guess, is chronologically the third one.
0: Yeah, that's the third one.
1: That one doesn't get talked about as much. Isn't Indiana Jones? A lot of people say that's
0: their favorite. I don't really think that's my favorite. I think I think actually Raiders Raiders uh, is my favorite. Not a whole lot of people like Temple of Doom. I think that might be my
1: favorite. Temple of Doom is a really fantastic movie. And and, you know, one of the things that I find interesting about uh, the Indiana Jones movies, the original three movies, is what we're basically talking about here for Mm -hmm. now. uh, Is that I feel like those movies created a lot of basically genre tropes. Now it's hard for me to say, you know, having grown up in largely the '90s. Uh like exactly whether those tropes predate it but but those appear to be the earliest and most clear example of a lot of these adventure movie tropes like the minecart sequence, for instance, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Temple of doom yeah uh is kind of a big cliche now now these might have pre these might have existed in those serials that we were talking about uh, yeah. the, that the movies were sort of designed as a tribute to yeah uh we might want to do some research on that. Maybe not. I don't, nah. Not that interesting. But I always thought it was interesting, that, that just the amount of tropes that Indiana Jones was capable of creating. Yeah. And maybe maybe ten years from now, all action movies will have sequences where people escape nuclear bombs by climbing into a refrigerator.
0: Yeah. Maybe that'll be a big thing. There you go. I uh, didn't mind that part. Everybody brings that up yeah, about the new certain, one. Yeah, this
1: transitions us well into Crystal Skull, so let's just go right into that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind the uh, the... Nuclear bomb sequence so much that was not my problem with that film, and no. I should note
0: that was, I have that was a actually like my favorite part
1: of that movie. I have a lot of problems with that film, but the yeah. uh, the nuclear explosion, that opening sequence, was not it. Uh, no, that that was that actually felt,
0: like the most well done part of that the movie. Felt I'm very sure.
1: Indiana Jonesy to me. Yeah, like exactly. uh it, it just felt like a very like novel. Indiana Jonesy type of solution to a serious problem.
0: Yeah, plus it brought up the nuclear bomb which was like the big scare in the 50s where, right. where like when it took place and Because everything.
1: after World War II, you know, when we kind of finally learned firsthand the destructive power of the nuclear bomb.
0: Yeah. So yeah. naturally, like when Indiana Jones is around in the 50s, he's going to have to come in contact with some nuclear bombs
1: the other obsession in the 50s that kind of ties into the film uh is the obsession
0: with aliens with extraterrestrials yeah which was everybody else's big problem with that movie but yeah. mine I, I thought that was actually pretty cool so uh what would you let's just
1: skip to the end here what would you say that your big problem with this film was
0: um the acting it was uh it was it was like a big like it was almost like a broadway show like they mm. brought all these, like, familiar people together and were just like, let's throw a party instead of, like, let's make a movie, you know? I could tell you what my problem and was. And Kate Blanchett also. <laughs> uh, my problem was... Uh, what's who, who actually apologized for her role. Have you seen that? No. She, uh, like, after the movie came out, everybody was like, Kate Blanchett was the worst part of that movie. And then she, like, put out, like, a press release saying, like, I'm sorry for Indiana Jones. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. I uh, really, I really ruined that movie, and uh, I know I did, and I'm sorry. I, c- I can boil down my problem with that movie to maybe, I'll say, th-
1: uh, three things. All right. First off, giant ants. Uh, not handled well, at least. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we'll get into we'll get into that a little bit later because that ties into another subject that I think we want to bring up. Yeah. But uh, also, Shia LaBeouf.
0: Yeah, he wasn't awful. Like I thought he was pretty awful, and I'm not a Shia LaBeouf hater by any means. No, I me mean, neither. Even Stevens, great show. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's like where he got his start. Okay. On the Disney Channel. I will take your word for it. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't all that bad. I kind of <laughs> like Even
1: Stevens. <laughs> uh, so no, his character just was. Uh, I got the impression that they were trying to like pass the torch along to somebody else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like maybe trying to like that uh, doesn't even make any sense because surely they realize that the Indiana Jones movie don't work without Indiana Jones. Yeah, like that's sort of an important part of the Indiana Jones. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and his name is stupid. And what it was, was it? It
0: was Mutt Williams.
1: Oh, is that like a tie-in to the fact that Indiana yeah, his name named himself after his after dog? His dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So of course his son has to be. Oh, spoiler alert! It's his son. What? I don't even remember that actually. Oh, I'm sorry then. I totally with, ruined it for with you. Whom? Uh, with whom? With uh, Marion Ravenwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was wow, a I really, really weird. That. Which was a really weird, like, side story. Like, there was this one part where they were having like a big argument about it. Like, they they were both like captured and they were in the back of this truck and they were fighting with each other about like having kids and the kid was there saying like, oh, yeah. "You're not my father." And it was really like wasn't awkward. he like
1: I didn't want kids or something? I seen
0: that. Yes. No, I think um. They were going to get married, but, like, he left her at the altar or something. Oh, okay. And, uh... Yeah, this is starting to ring about. So she went with this other dude, and they got married, and she had Mutt. Oh, okay, But okay. Mutt was actually Indiana Jones' kid. But then that guy died, and I'm just thinking, like, like, what if that guy knew that... Like, that guy went through his whole life thinking that this kid was his kid, and then he died... <laughs> and then, like, still... Well, well, maybe good for him, then, you know? He, he didn't have to have that spoiler for him. I don't know. Like, I don't think they thought, like... Like, that's, that's like... Here's why I don't remember much awful, of that movie, by the almost.
1: way. And really fast, let me just throw in. My third problem with that movie was the scene where Shia LaBeouf was swinging through the uh, jungle with all those monkeys. Yeah, uh, that was ridiculous. Th- that alone just, like, could have ruined the
0: movie all by itself. You're just making me hate this movie. But hold which on. I don't want to do. The, I don't want to hate the new the Indiana reason, Jones. The reason... Why? Because I want to love it. I I want it to be good.
1: No, no, no. Indiana Jones was already good. Yeah, it was. It didn't need to be better. It was, like, pretty darn good. Yeah. Now, uh, I think part of the reason I don't really remember the plot of the movie too clearly is because, to me, that movie, all I remember is just like, oh, that was that time where they... Like, had all those actors dress up as popular characters from Indiana
0: Jones. Yeah, exactly. And then filmed it was, them. It was just like, it was like a big party instead of yeah, a movie. Yeah,
1: big Indiana Jones theme party. Yeah. And, uh, but, so, uh, it didn't have to be such a bad movie, though, as you were informing me the the other day. Because I think the script had a lot of problems, as I recall. The dialogue wasn't particularly awesome. Yeah, well,
0: the whole Nor thing was, was a story, um, for that matter. I remember when this was all coming out, like, way, way pre-production and stuff, uh... I think uh, the first person to write a script for it was M. Night Shyamalan. What? Yeah, yeah And what? He, and he wrote a script. Like there's a, there's a script out by M. Night Shyamalan, but uh, I am
1: going to have to seek that
0: out. It got rejected or something. I hate that guy. Yeah, I don't like him much either. Uh, we'll we'll get into him another later time. on. Yeah, another time. But, but um, after after M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> Frank Darabont of uh, Green Mile. Green Mile was the first Shawshank. thing. Shawshank. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I
1: probably would have started with Shawshank, and what what else? Uh, uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, I might I might have gone with Walking Dead since that's the most recent example. Yeah, but no,
0: Frank Darabont and did The Mist. A, Stephen King's The yeah, Mist. The Mist. But what were you saying? Um, he did the script after M Night, and um, it actually got leaked online. Like you can go online and read the script, and it's actually a whole lot better than the. Piece of shit that they put out. I like Frank Darabont. Uh, I I kind of think his sensibilities would have been a good match for the uh, for the Indian yeah. Jones movies in a lot of ways. It, it, he he kind of got screwed though because um I think like he went into it knowing that he was gonna get screwed. He was just like okay I'm gonna write this but they're not gonna use it or anything mm-hmm. because a spec script because the movie that came out is like um it's essentially like the same movie except like a whole bunch of things are changed like like Shia LaBeouf wasn't in Frank Darabont's script. Uh huh. But, um, it, was, it went along the same lines. Like, they were looking for the Crystal Skull, uh-huh. and it turns out they they went to South America, and the Mayans were all about aliens, and then there was a big UFO at the end. Well, interesting factoid about the Crystal Skull element of it. I was reading this,
1: uh... Are, are, I'm i am sorry, do you have anything else to say about Frank Darabont's involvement? Um... You were saying that the script much, was very similar.
0: I'll, I'll get back to my thing. You finish what you were saying. No, the script was really similar, and, um... Kind of lost my train of thought, but, uh... Sorry. No, I think I think it was a whole lot better than the than the movie they actually like made. Like um he did it and then I guess George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were like, "Okay, that's cool. We're going to use part of this, but it it's got to be our thing and not your thing."
1: <laughs> I have a rebuttal.
0: Yeah. Because uh I've been doing a little bit of
1: research uh out of uh, I was I was actually looking for some corrections from uh last week's podcast and I was looking up some stuff about uh the adventures of young indiana jones and it turns out during the making of the young indiana jones chronicles uh george lucas began a fairly intense interest in the crystal skulls and he was like yo we should do this as a movie because that was back when it wouldn't have been wholly unreasonable he was probably like i could buy one of these things (laughs) (laughs) but uh so he was like we should do a movie about the crystal skull and, and Steven Spielberg, I believe, was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then 20
0: years passed, basically. Yeah.
1: Or I guess however number of years between the well, adventures. I th- yeah, th- I think
0: that was always like the, um, like the... The proposed sequel? Yeah, the proposed like plot, like something to do with Crystal Skulls. But, but you're saying Frank Darabont's script was more he was, similar he was than probably, even that? He was like, um, you know, like I want to make a movie about Indiana Jones and Crystal Skulls. But mm. he didn't know how. To, like he didn't know what the story would be. Because everyone knows George because, Lucas can't write. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. George Lucas can't write. Because he completely and locked in. And Spielberg into everything doesn't have time to write. Although I
1: have you seen American Graffiti?
0: Uh, nah, I, I every it's once in a be, while. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be quite that. a good movie. Yeah, I, I can't really get into it. Every time I try I, to watch I've it. I have never seen any of it. Uh, don't really care for. it. I, I do know that it's received a lot of accolades and what have you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's something. You know, if you were like, 40 probably like that movie but we're maybe like even more we're like right. what 25 i don't think we really need to get into any american yeah. graffiti Fifty collectively yeah so um all right well what else should we talk
1: about in terms of uh, indiana jones do you want um, to take a quick break and maybe uh, regroup
0: yeah why not
1: all right we'll be back in just a second with a little bit more indiana jones standing by
0: And We are back Hello
1: Finishing up our discussion
0: about uh, Indiana Jones
1: uh, So uh, there was something else I wanted to add What was it? Um, oh yeah, so they're, they're talking about making another Indiana Jones movie Another new Indiana Jones movie Yeah And yeah, despite, I, despite I, both of our reservations about this last one I think, what were you going to say?
0: Oh, uh, well, I got to say I don't think the last one was horrible I liked the story I the think it was The story kind of was good. It was all the acting. It, it was just the acting. And watching it, like... Like, don't watch it in, like, HD or anything, because it just looks corny and <laughs> cheap and crappy. Like a video game. Yeah, yeah almost. Uh, yo, do you want to throw out a review of it
1: real fast Since
0: so we have something to uh, review this week? Oh, uh, okay. Well, what do you mean, like, our letter grades? Our letter good? grades.
1: You do your number, I do my letter.
0: Okay, give, give it your letter.
1: I'm going to go with, uh... A C, a C, straight up C, not C minus, not C plus.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna give it a C. What's the number? Uh I guess that'd be like a 7.2,
1: <laughs> or something.
0: Seven point two.
1: Okay, seven point uh, two I, C. Yeah. yeah. So our, our rating is C, seven point two. Indiana
0: Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. A lot of uh, ands. Go get it while or it's hot. Loves.
1: Yeah. So, uh, alright. Well, uh, and so we're both looking forward to a potential sequel despite our reservations about this one. Yeah. Yeah, saying. and I,
0: I think it might be happening because Harrison Ford said he's on board. Yeah, he's basically said, like, uh,
1: yeah, if they're willing to pay me to be an Indiana Jones, I'll put on that hat.
0: Yeah, he's got nothing much going for him. Just now. being grumpy. Yeah. You know, you know what he does, actually, like, professionally? What? Aside from acting, which he doesn't really do much anymore, he is a helicopter rescue pilot what yeah yeah that's like his job now
1: that's incredible i, I would know. love to be helicopter rescued by harrison ford i know wouldn't and then
0: you have him be all grumpy at me like Just if you're like, like oh, i had to pick you up on the helicopter darn kids if you're like scaling a mountain and like you get stuck or something you break your <laughs> leg and then a helicopter swoops down and <laughs> guess who's driving it <laughs> fucking indiana jones
1: <laughs> wearing the hat hopefully yeah, or yeah. maybe we could just be like, "Could you put on the hat, please?" Or could you just say yeah. like, uh, He's "I hate got- snakes" or
0: something like, and he, then he would just be like, "No, damn kids." He's probably got a hat like in the back seat of his helicopter <laughs> for for fans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would be surprised. He seems like a grump, a bit of a grump. That yeah. one. Love that Harrison Ford, though. I do love Harrison Ford. Uh, so I think that's about it for this week's uh, Lunar Media broadcast.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, we do have uh, viewer mail. Or listener mail, rather. Ring. <laughs> uh, kudos, do you want to sing us in for this? Since last week it didn't work out. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, kudos. So, uh, in fact, I believe this email might be addressed to you, Kudos. It's a little unclear. It says, Dear Kiosk, why do you let those two bumbling buffoons run what is clearly your show? I think it's time you and your kind rise up with your laser eyes and run the moon like the good Lord Flipper wants it to be run, uh, and that is from Steve Richardson of Fiji. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we got Listeners fans in Fiji. Fiji. Uh, the show is blowing up, uh, and uh, kudos or kiosk—that's kudos's new nickname. <laughs> kudos and uh, Windsor and I would love uh, to read your letter on the air, uh, so please write in to us at Lunar Media Broadcast at gmail.com again that's lunarmediabroadcast at gmail.com and uh, hopefully we'll get to read one of your letters next week alright that does, about does it so uh, for the Lunar Media Broadcast I've been David Holford I am John Windsor tune in next week uh, where hopefully we'll talk about L.A. War.